I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Duking It Out, our Duquesne men's basketball podcast here on the DK Sports Radio Podcast Network. I'm your host, Noah Hiles, Duquesne basketball beat writer for DK Pittsburgh Sports. And another really interesting week to reflect upon and a big week of basketball looking forward to talk about here on the show. Uh, For those who haven't been paying attention, which I assume are very few and far between, Considering that this is a Duquesne podcast, and I'd imagine the Duquesne fans are listening to it, the Dukes get two blowout wins this week. First uh, against Fordham, their biggest road win in conference play in program history by 24 points. And then on Saturday night, they come back to uh, LaRoche one last time and take down St. Joseph's by 17 I, I as much as I want to talk about you know Duquesne playing well and everything and they are and they are uh, I think the bigger story right now and what we need to open the show with is what's going to happen at the start of next week and that is the opening of the UPMC Cooper Fieldhouse or as some people in the media are deeming it the Coop. Uh, Duquesne doesn't like that because it kind of takes the sponsor's name out of it. But nonetheless, new arena finally here after millions and millions and millions of dollars after 22 months of construction due to the pandemic making it take a little longer. This team finally has a home court. They finally have a practice facility. And they've won six games. They've lost six games. But in all honesty, this is the biggest thing that's happened for them this season, this program, this athletic department, really. If you go back and listen or if you go back and read uh, my conversations with Keith Dambrot, with his conversa- or if you go back and read or listen to his conversations with the media in general, be it post-game pressers, be it you know the Zooms that we have once or twice a week during the regular season, he's been very vocal about how difficult it has really been to compete while not having a home floor, while having to take a 25-minute bus ride just to get to your home gym, while you're shooting around at a rec center, and then you're going and playing at a different facility whose rims are quite different. It was tough. It was a very tough adjustment for his team to make, and that was just this year during the pandemic. They played all of last season without a home court as well. And they played at RMU. They played at LaRoche. They played at PPG Paints. I mean, that's that's difficult. That's difficult. That's asking a lot of a team, regardless of the circumstances that they're in as far as expectations, but it's asking even more of a team who's trying to get to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 1977. 
So as we move forward, as Tuesday rolls around and Dayton comes into town and a new building is opened, like I said, this is the biggest moment of the season for Duquesne, win or lose, because their biggest challenge, what I talked about on previous shows, is over. They don't have to worry about that anymore. They have a place where they know they're going to play their next game. They can get comfortable here. And it's not a, it's not just a place. It's not just a D3 court that's right down the road from them. They have a nice facility. I asked Dan Brott what his favorite part of it was going to be. He said it's the practice courts behind. He's like, there's, there's two of them. There's double courts in the back. He said, I'm a sicko. I'm competitive. I want to get better in practice. People in their athletic department are telling me, you know, it's it's going to look good. It's going to help recruiting. It's going to help the program moving forward. And that's all fine and dandy. I have no doubt in that. But it's going to help this team now as well. It's going to help them mentally. Just not having one more thing to stress about. It's going to help them physically, having to do less travel, having a facility they can probably shower at after practice. It's going to help them on game day as well. And this is the perfect time to roll it out. The team is really coming together right now. The two stars of the team, the big men, Hughes and Weathers, are playing their best basketball season. Weathers scored a a season high on Saturday night. And Hughes has had scored in double figures his last five games. On top of that, they've got five freshmen who are really clicking. This team's really coming together, and it's finally starting to catch some breaks. And that's about as valuable of a moment that you could ask for in this situation. Because here's the reality. It's it's not going to be an easy week for Duquesne. You look at their schedule. I mean, yeah, they dominated their last two contests, but they played two really bad teams. They're playing two good teams this week. Two teams who I think they're even with. Dayton, who they lost to on the road, but they were a different different team then. And then VCU. I couldn't think of two better games to open that arena with. Because it's not like you're playing St. Louis, who's probably the most talented team in the conference, and that's that's a big challenge, even though... They're not playing the best right now. But you're playing two good teams, two meaningful games, and with a pair of wins, their season could just change altogether. It's exciting stuff in Uptown. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to look into something Keith Dambrod said during Saturday's postgame presser. When we return... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
Well, Duquesne's been playing well. They're far from a perfect team. Their 6-6 six and six record shows this. However, one thing that I want to talk about here in the second segment is an ongoing flaw that they've had throughout the entire season, even in their blowout victories. And it's something that really hasn't cost them yet, but I think, and the head coach thinks, it could cost them moving forward. I'm talking about their issue with technical fouls. Duquesne has had five technical fouls and one flagrant foul this season, if my, if, if my memory serves correct. Freshman Chad Baker leads the team with three, although one of them really wasn't his fault. His name just wasn't in the scorer's book. But in addition to Baker, two seniors were issued technical fouls on Saturday. That brings the team total to five, and this is all just in 2021. There could be ones I'm forgetting about. That on top of another flagrant one that was issued to Baker uh, last week. This is an interesting situation for Duquesne. Technical fouls in basketball can be backbreaker, especially in the second half. It allows the opponent the opportunity to have a five-point swing in the game. And for a team that's struggled on offense, especially like Duquesne has struggled, that's not good. Giving away five points and a foul is not good. Dan Brott was asked about this, this team's technical foul problems, and he had a very interesting response. I want to play that for you now. I'm not going to defend uh, poor behavior, but what makes you great also kills you at times. So we certainly have good competitive spirit and maybe too much. You know, we have to mature. And, you know, we talked to our guys about it. Like, it's not a great trade-off if Mike Hughes gets a, tech, gets a technical foul, which becomes his third foul in the first half or his fourth foul in the second half. We can't afford to lose a guy like him. So, you know, we're going to keep addressing it, but we don't want to take the enthusiasm and the toughness away either. We just have to, we just have to be more professional. That's probably the best the best way to describe it, we have to be more mature, more professional, and still not lose our edge. It's kind of like the football team that has 10 penalties. You can't win doing that. You know, we just have to be more mature, and we have to keep addressing it. But it's better than having a soft team. He doesn't want a soft team. And you know what? Duquesne fans, you hear that, and I'm, I'm confident you love it. You have to love it. That's a real answer. There are a lot of coaches who would take the easy way out and say, oh, it's just unacceptable. We can't ever do that. No, Dan Brott likes that his team plays with an edge. Dan Brott likes that his team runs its mouth a little bit. That's basketball, and he's not wrong. But my question here now is, is this the best mentality to take when you're playing five freshmen every night? Michael Hughes, Tavian Dunmartin, Marcus Weathers, they've been around the block for quite some time. They, you know, Hughes has had his share of technicals, as as has TDM. But they know where the line is. These freshmen are still learning the game of college basketball. It is giving them this much freedom to maybe take a tech. Is that the best idea? 
Well, Dan Brott spoke about that as well. I think, you know, part of being a basketball coach and any kind of a coach is, is educating your young people. So there's a lot of times I want to lose my mind too, but I don't. I'm not saying I'm perfect either, but, you know, we just have to do a better job with it, you know, and uh, and then, you know, there's got to be some consequences. At some point you got to, you got to hold them to a higher standard, but you you don't you don't want them to become just robotic deadheads either. Like I said, I'd rather have the toughness level than the softness. But it's going to cost us a game one of these times, so we we have to we have to do better. At the end of the day, I'm not really going to doubt Coach Dambrot very often. I think his. Resume speaks for itself, and I think he's doing a wonderful job this year considering all the hurdles he's had to leap over. However, I'm very interested to see when this, how he reacts when this does cost them a game. Because I think it will. There's going to be one point in time where it could be a young player or it could be an old player. They say the wrong thing in a tie game with two minutes left, and it's going to cost them. And I want to know how he's going to react then. And if it does cost them, will he be to blame considering the long leash he's given his team when it comes to this? I don't know. I personally, I find it very interesting. And if if I had to choose, I would say, yeah, this is probably, I mean, it's, it's definitely fun. You definitely want to play for a guy who's going to let you be you. I just hope these five freshmen are able to keep their composure enough to know where the line's at. And that can be a tough task to ask of a 18, 19 year old kid. I know I, I pop off my mouth still more than I should and I'm 25. So we'll see how things play out. Thank you all for tuning in once again to another episode of duking it out be sure to give us a follow on all of our social media platforms hit that subscribe all button on the channel if you haven't already and i look forward to talking with you all next week take care